reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. Do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It is not not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. So many people volunteer to read now that I actually rarely put myself down. Um, And so it was a real bonus when Ron sent the readings through to discover that I'd got my favourite reading. So it's 1 John 4, verses 7 to 20. God's love and ours. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world, that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence in the day of judgment. In this world we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love 
because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, is a liar. For for whoever does not love their brother and sister, whom they have seen, cannot love God, whom they have not seen. There was at a party yesterday. And it was mentioned at the party that a certain individual said, Anything do you mention mountains or first aid? Uh, I'm going to ask you to um, we put our hands in the air or something. Is that right? So I think, not bingo, but I want to see you do some exercise there. All right, so if I say mountains, any reference to mountains, and this is, this is not part of it, this is me telling the rules, or first aid, if you're able, I expect to see you stand up. Let's sit down again. So if I say mountains, or first aid, so mountains, thank you, I do, that's it. So, if you hear me say word mountains off first day, not yet, then please stand up. Keep you, this way I know you're awake. All right, that's pretty essential stuff. Uh, most of you know I have uh, two jobs. Um, my Monday to Friday job is quite interesting ish. I'm a project engineer. I work in the water industry. I try to ensure you have decent, clean water to drink. You have a decent sewage system that takes away anything else you don't really want. So that's my job. I've been doing that as a freelance engineer for 25 years or so. Um, somehow, I managed to convince them that I'm worth employing. And long may it continue. My weekend job, though it rapidly becomes an evening job and midweek job, is I am a first day trainer. Thank you. And uh, many of you have uh, been on one, one or more of my courses in the past. You ready for this? The first aid is much more interesting. Much more interesting. And I've been very much learning about the subject a lot. I'm very much learning on how to deliver the subject. Last few... Last year, I've actually uh, been on several courses. 
I've been, uh, and this is the phrase we use for this, is continuing professional development, which I'm certain most of you in your workplaces and your colleges will know what continuing professional development is. CPD. It's not CPR. All right. I'm not resuscitating people. It's our continuing professional development. I've done quite a bit of that this year. CPD is um, something, like I said, most of us are familiar with. It's a structured approach to learning ourselves. It's essential for us to develop our own personal skills, our own knowledge base. Keep ourselves up to date. Essential stuff. In fact, as a mountain leader, as a mountain leader, I have a certificate called a mountain leader. Uh, winter, uh, sorry, you have to sum up then. In fact, you have to start, don't start up again. All right, it's just, raise your hands instead. All right. So, I have a certificate, which is a, a mountain walking leading certificate. All right, mountain walker leading certificate. I have to verify this every three years. I have to keep a logbook over three years. I have to continue my own professional development after going CPD courses over a three-year period. I have to have a first aid qualification, which is pretty simple for me, really. But I just have to do actually go on a qualification. And if I don't do the CPD, I'm no longer recognised by the, by the organisation, by the DML, Mountain Leader Training Institute, to actually be a Mountain Leader if I'm not recognised by that. I'm a first aid trainer and I have to do regular CPD for that. If I don't do that, I'm not recognised as a trainer. It's essential stuff. So if I don't do regular CPD, if I don't have a log of my experiences, I'm not recognised as a trainer. I bet you're wondering where this sermon's going, aren't you? Well, I was thinking about CPD the other week. And um, it occurred to me that it'd be personally useful to me, and hopefully to you as well, to look at my continuing personal development. Not professional development, continuing personal development. In the same way. I'm thinking particularly on my development as a Christian, as my development as an apprentice. So I was looking at the, uh, any relevant CPD, and I mean continuing personal development here, not professional stuff, that the Bible provides for us. And the first bit of CPD I'm looking at is a teaching direct from the master. When you're going to be trained, you're going to be taught, go straight to the master's voice. 
that personal stuff. And this one is the Matthew 6, 25 to 34. This is part of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus has been walking around a place for about six months or a year or so before then. He's been preaching to people. And on this occasion, he blows them away. Matthew, I think, Matthew 4, Matthew 7 or 8 is all about the Sermon on the Mount. And this is part of it. We're not going to go into big detail about this reading. I don't intend to spend time breaking down this particular one. But it struck me from my own personal bit of CPD this week. It's quite important because I do worry a bit. In fact, anybody who knows me can say I worry quite a lot at times. But it wasn't about the worrying bit that struck me. It's right near the end of it. So if you go to uh, 31 first, please, Colin. And the next one up, 31 up to uh, 32 and 33, that's fine. Right. If we read this bit, this particular reading, it's referring to clothes. Do we need clothes? Do we need food? Don't worry about your clothing and your food. There's people about the place on this planet, there's people about the place in Birchwood that worry about the clothing and the food because they haven't got enough clothes or the right clothes and they haven't got enough food. So we could say, is it Christian for us not to worry about food and not to worry about clothing? Are we not worried about it? Should we not worry about people's needs, people's clothing and food? Can we challenge in that? What struck me about this piece that was not what we should worry about with food, but what about what kind of food I'm eating? I don't worry about clothing, but what about what kind of clothes I wear, what label I'm wearing? So it's linked to me, this particular one, was more linked towards not necessarily worry about having food, but whether I'm, reading, whether I'm actually shopping the right shops. Do we have the waitrose delivery every other week? I can't go to Lidl again. You know. So, worry about, don't worry about where you're buying food from. But worry about your food. God will provide. So I'm not going to go into big detail about that bit of CPD, if you like. That's, but that was what Jesus gave us direct. Straight from the Master. The next bit goes to uh, John. It's a cracking passage, this. Elaine loved it. I had an email straight away back saying, thank you very much for this. This will be my reading. I want to read this one out. It's a beautiful reading. What I like, what really struck me about this particular reading, if we go to, uh, we can get 8, 9 and 10 up. Yeah. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God's showing us 
He's love among us. He sent us one and only son. We all know this stuff. We think we do. And 13 for me, please. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. What struck me about this passage was one word that's repeated time and time again in this passage. And the word is no. This is how we know that we live in him. The entire passage is an affirmation. The entire passage is John saying, this is how we know this happened. John the writer could, we believe, could well have been John the gospel writer. And John the gospel writer is writing this particular one 50 years after Jesus telling him these things. John the gospel writer, John the writer this, has had half a century to ponder on this message. We're not getting Jesus' direct instruction here. We're not getting the CPD from the master there. We're getting the CPD from a person who spent time in his presence. Three years as his apprentice, and the rest of his born days afterwards doing so. And suffering like a lot of them did. Just delivering that message and just reinforcing that bit of his continuing personal development. This is John the Gospel writer, 50 years afterwards, still continuing on his personal development. 50 years afterwards, still reinforcing, still saying, wow, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for still feeding me and still for me to be able to realise what this is about. This powerful, continuing personal development of John's. Unfortunately, John wrote it down for us. So that we here, two millennium afterwards, can read it and ponder on the truth that John was preaching that was given to him direct from Jesus. The man he sat with, the man he ate breakfast with, the man he saw crucified, the man he saw resurrected. So he'd be with him. This is John passing on the good news. The CPD in this one doesn't only come from the Bible. It's not just words. God adds to, our, to these written words, these words here. By the way, John refers to love an awful lot in this passage. And if you read John, I'm not going to do so, John uh, 14, straight through to, um, oh, what, 17. That's when Jesus is talking to John at the table. I can't tell you how many times Jesus refers to the word love at that time as he's going to be preparing to be crucified the following day. 
I can't tell how many times he mentions it. He like Jesus says, look, love, love, love. He's just smacking it into reds. It's all about this. And what you're going to see tomorrow, you think it's got nothing to do with love. They're going to beat me up and they're going to hang me in one of these things. And you say, what's that going to do with love? I'm scared to death. And John just hammering it into the disciples. It's all about love. It's about Father's love. And it's, I want you to love one another. And he really hammers it home. But it doesn't only come from the Bible. It doesn't only come from written word. If you think about our, personal, our continuing professional development, if you like, it is a structured thing. It can be cool, said you're on. It could also be um, things you read. You know, I spend ages um, Googling stuff on various first aid elements. Yeah, so I caught you then. I could spend hours doing this. I must admit, I spend more time researching stuff in my first aid than I do researching stuff in the Bible. I spend more time doing this than doing anything else. God speaks to us in our our prayers and he speaks to us through the world around us. Sometimes even in dreams. I can think of instances in all those where I've definitely had the Lord speaking to me. If I'm bothered to talk to him. Uh, we can already recall times when this has happened. The problem is, I say we, I'm really saying me, I'm not very good at recording things down. Not very good at recording stuff. I want to show you my CPD for my first aid. Yes, please. Yep. Got the uh, page for it. Did it say no no, uh, pictures on? Yeah, just two pages it was. Right, you talk amongst yourself for a bit. <laughs> right. Has anybody been in my first day courses recently? Anybody want to go on another one? <laughs> That's my place advertising done. It'd be there somewhere. It's the last two pages. Further up, right back. It's that one, that one. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's it. Right. That's my CPD for last year as a first day trainer. My CPD record. January, I did a level three in a petals course, preparing to teach lifelong skills over college. 
June, I did a course on the use of uh, AEDs. November, I did my first aid refresher. Okay? The PELS course was dead interesting. That was at the collegiate. And there's, uh, I had to do all kinds of assignments and things. I'm not good at assignments. Now, my personal CPD is next page. Not a lot on that, is it? <laughs> I've not recorded any of this. I've actually been praying. I've been reading Bibles. But I've not been recording much about my prayers. I've not been recording much that's been, that's been taught to me in the Bible, that's spoken out to me. I've indicated before in the two readings, two things that really grabbed my attention. And the John reading was the word no. This affirmation. But it didn't stick to me. I haven't written it down anywhere. I've not made a record of it. So I'm pretty poor actually making records, recording that bit of continuing personal development. I've got all the help I need. Thanks so much. Go on. I don't do Bible notes because I don't read them because of books. Not that much. I have a um, Bible gateway passage which is emailed to me every day. So I read a Bible gateway passage and I read my emails every day. I sometimes understand them as well. And I have a um, daily Bible text which is text to me every day. As it happens, the daily Bible text today was in John 1.4. I was quite impressed by that. That sort of coincided exactly what I was talking about today. So, you can use this stuff. You can use everything that you have available, ability, like the, uh, your Bibles, any books you've got, any text you may have, that kind of stuff, any fancy apps. So I've got no excuse for not having information. It's all coming towards me. And I do pray every day. So I've got a personal challenge here for yourself and for me for 2014. I'm going to try and keep a daily journal of what God's speaking to me about in my prayer life. What God's speaking to me about in my Bible reading, what's been identified to me today. And I'm going to challenge you lot to do the same. All right, so keep a journal. It doesn't have to be massive. Mine certainly won't be. Every day, write something up. And once each week, reflect on it. Because you forget what you've learned. And if you write it down, you remember what you've learned or what you learned last week or last year. Let's see 
what the Lord is saying to us. And from experience, he generally needs to tell us more than once. Thank you very much.